Welcome, 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 welcome to the Life is Dumb Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back What's up, to Life Well Done. What's going on, dude? Not much. It's been a minute. Yeah, it has been a minute. Just make sure you get uh, your, close enough. You can you can pull that whole mic a little closer to you, I to think. Me? And then like you can move this around too. It feels good. It just does. It, I, are you hearing me? Yeah, I, can, I okay. think so. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, then what am I, I worried about? Good. What the fuck know. am I doing? Okay, cool. <laughs> <clears throat> um, yeah, man, we're back. It's been a couple weeks. I know we wanted to make this a. I mean, obviously, we wish we could grind this out three times a week or something like that but you know it's uh we've been been busy yeah the schedules have been less than ideal uh, convenient for yes. either one of us and <clears throat> when our downtimes are our downtimes are not together right now so it's it's been a struggle but i think we'll be able to get back on track here and um hopefully there's some pretty exciting things coming up uh, here i'm gonna try and put our best foot forward and see what we can make happen. But, uh, yeah, we'll keep definitely uh, some things in the work that I'm, I, I'm very excited about. Hopefully you're excited about too, but, uh, fingers crossed. I, yeah. Mum's the word. I'm not, I'm not yeah, saying yeah, we'll keep it. We'll keep it hush hush, but uh, how about that for a tease? Um, cool. Hopefully, but yeah, man, it's, it's good to be sitting down here. I know we are spitballing about this upstairs and it's like, screw it. Let's yeah, just go do yeah, it right now. And we'll just go do it. Get it done with. It's beautiful. It's beautiful outside today. And, Quite frankly, I need to go outside and like walk my legs off because yeah, you're running, you're running like crazy right now, <laughs> dude. It's been good. I honestly, I found my, um, you know, I, I played soccer uh, in high school. Well, I played soccer my entire life, and I tore my ACL right before like big year on club and back in college or excuse me in <clears throat> uh, high school, like junior junior varsity varsity, and that was it. Like I got cut from my club team. Like I, the, my coach of like six years, like one of my old, like good friends, like he, this coach like calls me and he's like crying. He's like, I, I'm so sorry, but like, we need to cut you. Business. And, <clears throat> and it was business. Like <laughs> what was bad is, you know, he was the coach and we had a trainer, like, you know, a lot of these teams will bring some, some dude from Britain will come over and try to make a name for himself being a, uh, a basically the trainer i guess the strategist right then the coach is the manager basically <clears throat> so trainer doesn't make the call like coach you got to do it man like <laughs> and i remember that was a formidable learning experience like being cut from a team that i was part of for years but honestly i i went to cross country and i like fell in love with running but then you know you you do it <clears throat> and then i went away from it for Years started lifting and then got into the CrossFit, got into the Olympic weightlifting. And I don't know. I don't know. I was like, I just want to like run out here. Coming full circle. <clears throat> yeah. Well, you know, I, I was listening to the, there's a couple podcasts on the Joe Rogan podcast. It was, and I'm, I'm going to, I don't remember her name, but she was the winner of the Bigfoot 200. I don't, I don't remember her name. Either, uh, I know exactly. Uh, I feel like a donkey for not remembering. Anyway, she beat everybody by like 12 hours. Right, like men, women, everyone beat him by a two hundred mile race by like two hours. Then he had Cameron Haynes back on, who is like this wicked elk, like bow hunter, yeah. uh, who just happens to also run ultra marathons. Like, dude, this guy's a savage. Like, he's in the gym, 
<clears throat> doing upper body stuff and he just goes and runs mountains on his days off. Crazy. Then he had, um, God, I'm, I need to drink more coffee, but he had, uh, the next, the Navy SEAL ultra runner on, um, Goggins. Okay. Yeah. I've, say, either, I've, yeah. I've seen some of the pictures. I haven't yeah. listened to Rogan um, a little bit. I don't know if it's Daniel. I think it's, I think it's Daniel Goggins. Yeah. sounds right. Who was a Navy SEAL guy who was, you know, a meathead. He set the world record for like pull-ups in, in 24 hours. Damn. Just one of those guys where he's, he was like, I was a fat piece of shit. I was working for Termin or, uh, Terminex or, you know, like a pest control, just killing cockroaches. And one day I was like, fuck this. <laughs> He's like, I'm tired of people telling me I'm fat, I'm lazy. And so he trained and he just became a Navy SEAL. It's crazy. And then he was like, I'm going to be, he's like, I'm going to run. Like, I'm going to run for Wounded Warriors. And he went out and he ran 70 miles in 24 hours, like four specifically to get into the ultra marathon circuits <clears throat> and just did it. And now he's an ultra marathon runner. That's nuts. So I'm like, I keep having this like conditioning or this feedback where I'm like, you move down here. There's mountains right here. They do this stuff. I'm like, ah. Yeah. So I just bought my pair of shoes and, and you've been you've been crushing it, man. Been I trying. Mean, I know some of the days you've been fighting through it, but uh, <sighs> I, we're we just were talking before we, we came on here. If the the struggle is really, <clears throat> I don't know if it's everything, but it's it's an incredibly powerful opportunity to grow from. Yeah. Right? And like I think that that's why we we know good because we know bad, right? Like you can't. It's <clears throat> that's the ebbs and flows. Sure. Like, it's the, the yin and yang, yang right? right? Yeah. So. Uh, that that's really good and like it, it's it's cool to see you go from you were excited I think to start it I think you had a little <coughs> bit of fear and, and anxiety about it I mean in rightfully so that's a yeah. big task to take on and uh, especially when you you're not that you're promoting what you're doing but you're not quiet about it uh, no. so when you start putting stuff out, like it's kind of like you know doing a podcast you start promoting it's, like you still have to show up it's a or, bit of an accountability or you need to face the fact that like all right we're folding up like yeah you know it's like any business to do the same thing athletes do the same yeah. thing but what everything <clears throat> you just said though comes down to the mindset like how what are you cultivating in your head and, and um it's been I, I don't know why but i do feel like the part of this training because i'm several weeks in now <clears throat> i know what it's like to run i mean i've ran several marathons and stuff like that but but actually putting time into it is very different from just saying hey Let's run the Honolulu Marathon yeah. and then do some bullshit training for it. Well, now you're competing. Now, yeah. Now it's like, okay, um, I want to do the best that I possibly can. <clears throat> and you start to learn very quickly what what struggle actually is. And I do post a lot. And I know that, you know, we're going to talk about the external environment here. But, you know, there's, there's always going to be people that are like, like, where's your following, dude? Like, why are you posting all this motivational bullshit? But I love it like I, because I'm given the opportunity. My attitude towards it <clears throat> has actually afforded me some very interesting opportunities. And one of them being my, my clinic that I work at. Like I come in and I'm, I'm pretty vocal about like what I'm going to do with this and the, the races I'm going to run and the circuits that I want to get into. <clears throat> and you know what they do? They're like, did you get your miles in today? Like, that's awesome. I'm like, no, you I, built accountability. I, yeah. I'm like, no, I, I didn't this morning. Like I was feeling a little off. I just wanted to sleep in, got the dogs to the dog park. Like you bring your running gear. Like, yeah, I, I always just kind of keep my running gear. He goes, well, go on lunch. And so I've that's like awesome. on a number of occasions, 
like have gone on runs in downtown Denver, like five points into downtown Denver. That's cool. And it's been, it's been awesome because I mean, not only am I being held accountable, um, one thing that I'm very lucky for is like my external environment, like what we're kind of talking about today has been like unbelievably supportive. Right. And like down to like the people in this house, like you and, and Sarah and, and then like the clinic that I'm working at, like, this is where I'm at like my entire life. And I've got these, these people who are, are like, yeah, we want to see you succeed. And that's huge. Uh, It makes the struggle a much better. Like when I'm out, today like hitting you know hit, hitting the mark like optimizing but then just like ooh, those hit flexors or you know the breathing's off or like you start playing that mental game where you're like I, we're at halfway you're like <laughs> oh, oh man. man we're at halfway <clears throat> um but it's weird uh I, I just think running specifically because it's it can be such a long event that that i mean hopefully i mean it's longer than anything we do it's other than like a, a gym workout where you're doing buys and back, you know, where you can take two hours if you really want right. to, but I'm sorry, there's not a whole lot of struggle there. I mean, right. I've done that. I've done it. Like I, I know the difference. Um, but even CrossFit where you're busting your ass, like 18.5 open on right. Friday, which that, I did for the first time in like five yeah. years, and it was a huge mistake. And no, dude, it was a, it, it, I don't think it was a mistake. It was good. Those, those are awesome because there's struggle involved in that, um, and like a real mental game that you have to play with yourself. Because you, I mean, thank God for a short like workout because you can get out of your head a little yeah. quicker. But when you get those like twenty minute AMRAP workouts, it's a, it's a <sighs> for me it's a disaster. I think I think that's why for me like hockey was such a such a powerful tool for my life uh, is, you know, in, in terms of ex- the science of exercise, like it, it's a sprint sport, but it's an endurance sprint sport. Like, I mean, you yeah. generally you take, you know, a 20 to 60 second shift and you might sit there on the bench for a minute and a half, two minutes, you know, could be 10 minutes for some players. But, <laughs> but the idea is that how do you, you can't stay ramped up in your mind for that long. You know, like you have, yeah. you have to pull yourself out of that for at least a little bit um, or else you, you just, you don't have the energy to sustain, but um, I think that was the coolest part was that you got to play around with, you know, we've, we mentioned this earlier today, but um, like the flow state, I mean, when you brought that up, I remember playing hockey and people were like, do you ever hear the crowd? And you're like, well, yeah, I mean, when I'm on the bench, like in between whistles, like I hear stuff, but usually, I mean, like there's times when you play in college and you hear someone yell something like, <clears throat> usually it was kind of funny to get drunk kids in the stands. Yeah. Yeah. They say something funny. You're like, <laughs> Oh, that was that was gotcha. actually like, that's pretty funny, like, but immediately you, you know like boom back light in. light back on like we got it we got a job to do and to me that was always the most exciting part like I loved pra- I loved practicing you know that's training, um but I loved practicing because I could tell that my efforts my focus anything that I could do to make myself a little bit better in practice was clearly evident in game you know like I loved skating in college like when we. It would be like, oh, line up on the line. And most people are like, oh, I couldn't wait. I knew it was going to be hell. I hated it. Yeah. But the payoff was that in the third period, when the other team or everybody else is getting tired and you're a little bit fresher than they are, all of a sudden the game becomes easier. It's slowing down. Your fo- your ability to focus is so great. And I think that's why, like, you know, for we talk about this and like mental health often looks at deficit, um, depression, anxiety, cancer is a deficit. All these things are, they're very deficit oriented. Yeah. 
Um, but I think we do a pretty good job of it. And at least it feels like we do. And it's something I enjoy is just talking about optimization. How do we make our performance, whether it's sport, whether it's yeah. business, whether it's just getting you out of bed in the morning, how do we optimize your ability to move forward? Take your first step. But like also you might take one step today, but you know, like same with running, you didn't, you didn't feel these things the first day you ran the first day you ran, you were probably like, son of a bitch. Why did I even try to do this? Versus some days you might have that thought, but you're a lot quicker to acknowledge it, to observe it, to yeah. also say like, that's not how I really feel. That's just something internal. Yeah. That's kind of something else is going on for me. That's zapping that energy. And, and I'm going to push through this struggle, this mindset, because the second I stretch it, that's that stress yourself to progress yeah. yourself. The second that you stretch that ability, you've now made your next training session that much easier. Yeah. And, and that's all you're really trying to do through training specifically when you're not playing, you're not, you know, you've got a couple of races scheduled, but like your end goal is the ultra. So like, yeah, you're going to use these other races as tests and stuff, but really that's more just training for you. Yeah. But you, you're trying to stress yourself so that when you get to that ultra, the d race day, you are peaked. And when you have those thoughts, you're going to have them during your run during the race. Yeah. How do I move, move <clears throat> through them? You know, we've talked about that with food. Like, Now's the time for you to start playing around with intra run yeah. uh, uh, nutrition. I did today Be finally because, like you know, we don't know. You could you could have sugar on a two mile run and feel great, or you could introduce sugar on an eight mile run and you could be running and have to shit your pants. We yeah. don't like th the physiology during exercise is totally different, and I think that all those components go in. I think ultimately it all comes down to where's your head at. Yeah, it's <clears throat> so it's interesting when you bring up like optimization flow state. And one thing, the kind of the basis of this was how you, um, so perception, but not necessarily the perception of yourself, <clears throat> but your perception of how the external environment perceives you right. through the lens of yourself. Right. So we'll get to that, but yeah, you're, you're <clears throat> trying to find yeah. the answer of what you look like by thinking about what everybody else thinks you yeah. look like. And, and or it's just assuming that people we are going to react or are reacting a certain way to yeah. you when that is more of a, it's a falsification or anyway, right. <clears throat> but the flow state. So in, in optimization, and this is why I love in the struggle, right? Because I use running because I think it's analogous to, to all of these things. So I know from my past in running <clears throat> that I want to run a sub 45 mile. And I always pick that because that was like a, a ranger school standard that you'd run sub 40, which is like five, eight minute miles. That's fast. I mean, <clears throat> not for athletes, I mean, but it is fast. And, but you, you find, I always found in my running that I would optimize, like my body would legitimately optimize around eight minute, 30 to 40 minute mile pace. I don't know why, but it's just one of those like legs didn't hurt, uh, breathing was locked in, arms were moving, legs were up and, and, and moving. And <clears throat> so that in mind, like it's nice to have that framework, but you know, because it's been two years since I've got out and like actually trained doing running and I knew like, okay, I know that my optimization is going to be somewhere in around, well, let's just say 8.30 to 9 minutes. Right. I don't know. Somewhere in there, right? And, But I know that in order to get to that point, I need to 
really stress myself. I need to really struggle so that I that 8.30 to 9 minute mile pace doesn't hurt. And so <clears throat> I it's like you learn to be comfortable with being uncomfortable and you learn to struggle through specific workouts because you know it's going to hurt. Like we don't like to just go into the hurt, right? right. But if you can like create this perception of, of why you're doing it or like trick your mind into into why we're doing this, then it becomes more of like a an accomplishment and more of a um, something you want to do. Right. Isn't that kind of like when you, I, I feel like I tell people this all the time, but it, maybe this goes with fear. Maybe it goes with, I can paint a picture of anxiety, depression, whatever it is, but that, that's going into the fire. It is. Whereas like we fear, you know, we're always taught as a kid, get away from the fire, get away from the fire. <laughs> Don't touch the but hot the reality pain. is, and not in a physical sense, you have to go into the fire. But when you are in those struggles, the last thing you want to do is pr- provide resistance to yeah. it. You want to be open to it and you want to say, I'm one with the struggle. Yeah. Because now you're present with it, you you have clarity. But in this, this may be going a little bit deeper in the psych, but the ego doesn't have the fuel anymore. And the ego is where all that negativity, the evil, comes from. Yeah. Um, and I, I quoted evil there. <laughs> um, but it, it really is, it, go into that fire because that's where you're going to find the sweetness. Yeah. Um, and, and the second, you know, like for you, like, okay, eight and a half to nine minutes. <clears throat> Maybe this is a question slash statement here, but like, how do you stress that? How do you increase that? Do you now train at a eight twenty to eight thirty yeah. pace? So that's the, because you're not going to go to a seven minute thirty pace. So that like that's too much, right? Well, and, or is so, that how you do it? So what what I and I, I I don't know. It's not that I necessarily use this for everything, but I I I do find it it's helpful for like <clears throat> translating to life as well. So there part of my training is you'll run miles throughout the week, and then you're off Friday on Saturday, Sunday, and typically between Thursday and the Saturday run, we'll run at like at race pace, which I still haven't quite established my race pace, but in my head, I know that my race pace is like, I get to pick that number and I get to starting from where I'm at. I get to pick how fast I want to run this thing. Realistically, obviously I'm not going to pick like 630, yeah. Four minute miles. <clears throat> yeah, six thirty splits at like eight thousand feet in the mountains. Right. But I said, okay, I want to optimize, and the sooner I optimize, or the the quicker that I can stress myself and remember what it's like to hurt at a specific pace, that's gonna make eight thirty feel right. sweet. <clears throat> so what I did for the first the last two weeks was on my higher mileages and then on my race pace mileages. I actually increased my race pace by a minute and a half or like decreased it by a minute and a half. So I ran anywhere between. So if I wanted my race pace to be nine, around nine minutes, so I'd like to do like a, be nice to do like a four hour 50 K. This is completely, I, I, I ran Mount Mount Falcon at 7,500 feet and that was a motherfucker. That mountain is uh, (laughs) but it's a consistent incline right there. But I went out and I hit, hit my mileage at 7:30 pace. Wow. And it like it was great. Like I forgot what it was like. And I mean it sucked, but it was like a burner. And you know what? This week I'm out and I'm run, running like sub uh well I think it was like 
8.30, below 8.30 pace for, for this last, like, 13 miles half yeah. marathon. That's great. <clears throat> and it hurts at the end, but, like... It, but It's but, because it should. Yeah. Like, it, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't as... Well, I was going to say this. You know, I take that protein in the morning, right. and it's the, the FNX restart protein that's got the nootropics, the caffeine, and the, well, extract, and then like the probiotics so it's digestible and like boom i'm up at the trailhead like ready to go and it's right. great but so it's always going to hurt at the end without nutrition but you already know what it's like you already know what it's like to suck like you know what 730 feels like you know what 720 feels like you know you can go seven miles at that pace and you know what it's going to feel like right. at the end so you know what boom you hit that hit that the <clears throat> mile guide on your on your uh, phone the strava app and it's like Okay, there we go. Right. Eight eight thirty, and by the end, I was just hitting consistent like eight fifty miles. Just like just, and it's crazy once you get into that flow state. Once you you get there and you're consistently hitting the miles within like four seconds of each other, back to back. It's like you're just in this zone. But there's no way I would be there without knowing what it's like to struggle right. and like wanting to actually struggle and stress myself and be comfortable with being uncomfortable and know what it feels like. Because then when the, when, when you got to perform, when you got to show up, hit the longer miles, hit the harder workout, right. you already know what it feels like. It's a, it's funny. Bring that Let's try and I'm going to do my best here to try and dig us deeper into what we want to talk about today. Off yeah, this, sorry, I'm, like, all, I'm all over no, the place. It, it, I think it's great. I just, it, our topic today is a, uh, it's a challenging one to like put a label on and then dive yeah. into. It's not like uh, stress. Here we go. Um, it, it is more about the perception, but it's not perception the way we've talked about already. Yeah. It's perception about in a, in a cyclic, like a, a big circle. Um, but it's it's funny because the right you now you're talking about all this, and I'm thinking about some of my issues with CrossFit, the athletes in CrossFit, the general population in CrossFit. And yesterday I did the, my first open workout in, I don't know, probably since 2012, Dude, 13, was, whatever it was, right? That was right? the bad one too. Or it wasn't right, the bad one. Right. But. You know, I'm like, I, I, part of the reason I don't like doing that, part of the reason I don't like cross, I think don't even get into it, but like, there's certain things I don't like about CrossFit. I've also found something else that I really love for training. Um, but I always question why general population, I don't know, this is for elite athletes, uh, probably very different. Their mindset's different, but they come into these open workouts and they think they're all nervous. And my question is always right away, what have you been doing for the last 46 weeks? Yeah. Because there should be a little bit of anxiety. You're about to perform. Sure. Um, especially if you, you in your head are can, you know, thinking about the next level of regionals and the games, stuff like that. It's and focusing this, too. Right. And like, yeah. this is, this is a level for any, any sport. It doesn't have to be crossfit. It's just easy example yeah. from yesterday. Um, and yesterday before the workout, I, I was, anxious yeah and i was trying to be like well, what's going on a lot of it was the external environment because i don't train this way yeah um i'm very capable of doing it it's just that that's what my not my training interest so my training interest lies a little bit outside of what crossfit does and it's more like sprint it's less less metcon like yeah. um, cardio endurance wise <clears throat> um and it's just different it, it's about being a sport specific athlete yeah. um and I, I was trying to like figure out be with that emotion of like what the hell am i feeling right now and I think a lot of it had to do with the external environment. Like, oh, what are people going to think about? Um, or here's what people are thinking about yeah. me because I'm the coach and uh, all these things should be, I should be able to do these things really well. You should be the best. But the reality was in my head, and I had to have this conversation was you're doing this to sweat. You're doing this to move and, and you're just 
let's see where you're at. And then we talk about flow state for there for a second. And once the workout started, and, and one of the reasons I don't I don't like to do CrossFit personally is because I don't like going to a place that I went when I was playing hockey in college. I mentally I was I lived a weird way when I played, yeah. and and it wasn't good for people around me. And, and only my teammates got the good side of me. Um, and I just don't like that. I, I beat myself up for too long. I took myself to places that weren't necessary to go. I wasn't going anywhere with hockey. That was it. Um, but, it, you know, these things. So uh, with the workout starts. It's only a seven-minute workout, and it's thrusters and pull-ups. So, was it chest to bars? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and for me, like, you know, I got tape on the bars. The tape. If there's tape on the bars, I can, I'll pull up to my yeah. waist if you want me to. Um, and that's what I was doing because I thought in my head, I'm like, I don't. If, I'm, if I get tired in this thing, I don't want to be just barely hitting my chest on this. I'm going to be pulling on my belly button that way when I do miss. Now nah, I'm hitting nipples, right? Yeah. Like I'm still chest to bar. We're good. So it's a, it's just, you know, three of each movement. So then you add three reps each. Sixes, again, I, had, I stopped making my to-do list in the last week and a half. And I, shame on me because the, the, in the sixes of the pull-up, so second round essentially, I tear my hand. Ah. I mean, like just tear it. And the funniest part about it is we talk about flow state is it didn't phase me. I came down off the bar after the six. I fucking, I, I pulled the skin right oh, off. Yeah, and look it, at those. It's a deep cut, right? And I just kept going. I just kept going. There's blood all over my hands and stuff. And um, I was, I, I can look back and realize that I was in the flow state. Like I could feel people kind of coming around. <clears throat> yeah. like one class ended, people coming around. And when, you know, you're doing pulse, you're doing properly, your chin's not pointed up. You're, you're looking forward and. I remember looking out the doors every pull-up and just being like, just keep pace, just keep pace. And everybody else is trying to sprint these movements. And that's the coolest thing about when you watch a professional athlete, whether it's CrossFit, football, NHL, anything, track, uh, only lifters, their ability to move even under fatigue and stress, the fundamentals are always there. Yeah. And how when you keep your fundamentals, I was told in the NHLers, only difference between them and anybody else is that they execute fundamentals at a rate that you could never, you couldn't even comprehend. Yeah. But that's all they focus on, and that allows them to do other things. But I kept thinking fundamental, fundamental, and then it was, you're not slowing down, you're not speeding up. You have to just find a place where you can continually move. And it wasn't until under last minute left on the clock, my other hand tore on the 15s, right? And in my head, I was trying to get to the 18s, and I think I could. I'm tired, but and. I came out of flow state. As soon as my hand ripped on that bar, I came down, I opened it up, and that one hurt worse than the first one. And I went to jump back up on the bar, and I, I started the pole, and I was like, I'm, I quit. I quit. For, for one, I was like, this isn't, I'm not, this is the first one of the year. Like, I'm not yeah. going to make it anywhere. This is stupid. But looking back on that, where did that anxiety, where did that stress, where did it all come from? Obviously, there's, it's performance. So you're going to have the butterflies. If you don't have those, you're, you're living in a, yeah, I think state of I, I, I think everyone like Eckhart Tolle lives there. I yeah, guess I don't should know. have those like because that can some ang- some stress some anxiety yeah. is necessary to be good at anything you because it's do. it's an expectation thing for yourself right. But the real problem, and this is again, I guess, kind of where we're trying to head with all this is, I was very seriously thinking about before it started of how are people going to perceive me because I don't do this stuff all the time, but now they're all watching me. Yeah. And the reality was, what are you really doing this for? I was doing it because I knew that we were going to have some beers and barbecue afterwards at the end of the open. And I knew that if I didn't work out right now and sweat, I wasn't going to get to my workout the rest of the day. 
And I'm trying to be very conscious. Like even if my workouts suck, I want to go through the motions. Yeah. And I went through two weeks of incredible training, like PR after PR after PR, lifetime PRs. Yeah. And the last week and a half, I've been like, I fucking feel like shit. <laughs> and like nothing's working, but I'm working. And those are the things. That's a different yeah. level of stress. But the problem was more of I'm trying, I'm thinking about what I think others are viewing me as. Yes. And that's where we're at today. <clears throat> Um, and, and like, uh, for me, when you talk about running, you're talking about running down some of the side streets and stuff. One of the reasons I don't like to run or bike ride is because I don't want to ride my bike and think about what, what people you, think while I'm riding or running. Well, you should have come with me today. Because I know. it was, I did not see a soul oh, this is perfect for, to me. for an hour and 45 minutes. It wasn't until I got back into Aurora that I was like, oh shit, that's the first person. Didn't even think about it. It's, it's, uh, it, you know. It's so crazy, like, and I would love that, but it's one of those things. We're talking about going into the fire. I just made a huge decision in my life um, yeah. with school, and, and it's, it wasn't something I arrived on easily, and the reality is, like, you don't think you can ignore financial um, costs of, of going to school these days, and if you, don't know what you, if you don't know if this is what you really want to do, it's, it's not the right thing to be doing. Yeah. Um, you can, but we just talked about how you asked me, how does it feel that you withdrew from that course? I said, well, I thought it would feel really relieving. And for a second, it did. Um, and I was excited about a different path. But a lot of the issues that I'm having with the uncertainty, the, the anxiety of not having the plan in place, um, feeling unproductive or lacking production during my days, a lot of it is, how are people going to view me? Mm-hmm. And I've, I, someone once told me, like, well, what other people think of you is none of your business. And that's fine, but that doesn't stop me from thinking, thinking about, about all these things. So what we're trying to grasp today is more of, it's not how I view myself. It's how, you know, I'm sitting across from Nate. And what is Nate thinking about me right now? And as humans, <laughs> we know that we like to go towards that negative anyway. So it's generally not great. So it becomes a way of using somebody else as a prop for you to sabotage yourself. Yeah. And the reality is you don't want to sabotage yourself in general, but you definitely don't want to use somebody else because I feel like for some reason, innately we give the external environment, the power yeah. over us. Right. So <clears throat> it's, it's kind of that fear line. It's kind of the perspective line, but ultimately it's, it's another route an Avenue for you to sabotage yourself and bring in more negative self-talk. You could be yeah. sitting across from me thinking like, wow, he's on a fucking great rant right now. But my mind is sitting there thinking, Nate probably fucking hates that I'm even talking right now. You know, I'm like, it's those, crazy we do that though. Right. <clears throat> and it, it, to me, again, this is something you and I have discussed and it's been something I've been thinking about for a long time. A long time being a couple months now maybe, but why are we scared to fail? Why are we so worried about the external environment? And, and I really believe, I don't know who said something related to it, but it triggered this thought of, we are fa fearful of not being successful or good enough or fa uh, failing or not, um, I guess that probably sums it all up. But because I think that we deep down are scared that we're going to be alone. And that doesn't mean significant other romantically alone. It means that family's not going to love us. Yeah. Friends, brothers, <laughs> sisters, dogs, girlfriends, yeah. wives, boyfriends, you know, whatever it is. Um, I think that a lot of it and it's not a it's not a rational in the sense that it's going that's real. We talked about the fact that all oh, emotion is rational. Yeah. It's something. It's something that, that is there it's to be learned from. But like when you start talking about why aren't you taking chances in your life, I really do think it comes down to that that subconscious thinking telling us that 
you don't make this happen, you're not going to be loved. Like you're going to be alone. And and to me, that's very powerful. Yeah. I think you're you're on to something when because because obviously I I talked about <clears throat> we had we had a we had a moment we had a situation or a talk the other night where you had kind of spurred this entire thing where you said, um, well, 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 do you care? If we no. So here, it? here's the situation. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, most people that know me, I smoke weed quite a bit. Um, and most of it is as like a bedtime routine. It helps me sleep. It generally helps my anxiety. But the reason that this, this whole topic was coming up because I came out and I had my pen in my hand and, and I, I just, I don't know what you had said, but it made me think, and I always think about this, where it was like, should I even be holding this in front of him? And not because I think that you're like fiending for like, oh my God, give me that. some kind of substance. <clears throat> I know you're not, or at least you don't show it as that. Um, but it was more of like me thinking, it, am I putting an urge in front of Nate right now that is so unnecessary? Like I can go sit in my room and close my door and he, I mean, he'll know, but he won't ever really yeah. know. Um, and that's how we kind of came onto this topic. And you, you blew my mind. You Sarah and I, I think at one point made eye contact with each other and we're like, holy shit, this is, this is an incredibly deep conversation we're having, but it challenged me in a way uh, to think about how I'm operating. And you said some things about um, where you were at mentally yeah. that really excited me for you, but also challenged me to change some habits. Um, but really that was the whole scenario of of this topic that I came out there and I think Sarah had a glass of wine next to her and, and the whole thing just can't kind of a pimple came to the head. Sure, right. And, yeah. and I popped it by saying, is you, this bothering? Like, is, <clears throat> is this like, if it is, please just tell yeah. me because I'm not trying to be an asshole right now. And I want you to be as successful as possible. Yeah. And that's how this conversation sure. kind of came up. And so I expounded upon, and a couple of the things that I, I had said was the first being <clears throat> obviously I've never, would never and have never asked anyone in my life that I've put myself around to ever change their lifestyle, which is not judging anyone for their lifestyle. Right. It's just saying, no, like I will exit a situation <clears throat> if I don't feel comfortable in a situation, which is, which is none, uh, like I, really situations, especially around substances don't, don't affect me. It's right. actually fantastic. But the next thing was, um, you know, don't, this is where I said, <clears throat> I understand where you would come from. I understand when people ask that question, they're saying, I want to do what's best for you. Right. I don't want to be, I care, yeah, I care about yeah. you and your success and, and, and going forward yeah. and being healthy. And I also don't want to be an asshole. Right. Um, and I always say, and this is, this is where this started. I said, what you're doing is you're projecting or you're perceiving how I feel through the lens of you right. as me. <clears throat> this really weird, like roundabout way of saying yeah, it. This but... topic's incredibly challenging to get the point <laughs> yeah. across because yeah. it doesn't have an actual so, label. So what, well, at what least you're I can't doing, call it yeah, it. what you're doing is you're seeing, you're perceiving how you might feel or how you think I feel as you. Right. And which is like the furthest from the truth. And that's what we tend to do and do a lot <clears throat> is we assume that people feel a, a way about us 
through the, the lens of ourselves. Right. Which, and really, it's just giving an answer that you want to hear because you're in your own state of mind. Sure. Like, I want to, I want someone to tell me that I'm an asshole because I feel like an asshole. <clears throat> right like an now. asshole. Yeah. Right. Just, it's like, like, it's a confirmation. Right. Um, and the next thing, part of that conversation, because I thought it was, it was a really great conversation to have, was the idea of reward. <clears throat> because that, when, that's yeah, the part that yeah. I was like, holy and, crap. And when you can, so part of like taking away from the external environment, like, Forgetting about what people perceive you as or or worried about how people think about you. And the one thing, especially starting the training and especially like being switched on at work and really only giving a shit about like doing the best I possibly can at work, <clears throat> which is paying off in dividends. Um, and and the, my exercise from this is real long winded, but the, the exercise with this really started. Um, I've got a coworker uh, and she's she's a great nurse. Uh, but she's taken a role on that's like a lot, quite a bit that I don't know that she actually had intended to or understood how much was in it. And I, <clears throat> I was maybe not or have not been as attention to detail on a lot of things. I think it's partly being new and partly just, you know, like, look, the job is done. Right. Uh, you know, sure. we're, we're good. Um, but I would come in and she would, I would say like, good morning. And she would say, hey, last night you didn't do X, Y, and Z. And like that shit would piss me off. I'm like, fuck. But I realized that I'm not pissed at her because A, I know like she's not, I'm now I'm like trying to do the whole perceiving my, someone being upset with me. Right. That it really, you know, you start breaking it down. Like, okay, she's not upset at me. Like she's probably frustrated. Right. Like these but, things can't be happening. <clears throat> yeah. However, she's not frustrated at me. She's frustrated because she needs control of a situation that she feels like she has no control over. And all she's asking is that I just do my part because the things that I miss aren't like detrimental. They're just like little small things. Like it's like, it's following through to the last (laughs) minute on the clock of of like, do your job and just fulfill it. It, And it's just a reminder to you of like, Hey, we all slip up and that's all through. And that's where that kind of brainchild started coming from was how, um, you know, cause then we get really down on ourselves. Like a lot of the time there'll be some clashes in the clinic with personality versus like what you need to do. Sure. And <clears throat> people take things very personally and whatever that that's a projection or just, it's a place of authority over someone else. Like however it happens or morphs, people take things very personally right. because they're, they're hurt by words. They're hurt by, and you know, I find that changing the perspective of where you're at in life, like taking that external environment and just removing it, stripping it. <clears throat> you're always going to have conflict with people. You're always going to, you're always going to have these things, but the more you can strip away how the, the external environment that's, that's playing a factor into your life and just focus on the things that you need to do the task. I need to train. I need to go to work. I need to podcast. I need to spend time with my significant other, my friends and my dogs. Right. That's what I need to do. <clears throat> and, this is where my mindset shifted and it's about reward and how, and I know this is a little off track of external environment, but I really truly believe that by doing this or like at least lining yourself up with this thought process that you can take away that external force, right? That, that might be driving you for the, the fear of failure, the fear of success, how people perceive you, that you need to create things in your life where most everything that you are doing is a reward. So people ask like, Hey Nate, when you, uh, 
like maybe you know i can't wait let's let's we'll smoke some weed like later on or like weed's probably fine right and yeah weed's probably fine i mean it's weed um alcohol probably not i i really see no benefit right now to that overall but what we do <clears throat> is we begin to create th- rewards for things and so like for example we come home like we we work a job and we don't like the job right so our reward begins to leave leave work come home sit on the couch watch netflix right. that becomes right. the reward right there's nothing wrong with people's reward systems however what happens is is we have this like unbalanced reward system where <clears throat> we everything else sucks and we just do these one or two things that are reward and sometimes those become unhealthy rewards right. people drink people party and this is what i would be scared of with substances is that we say like maybe once a week you'll you can just you know get high right now you're working the week for now that i'm high. working the week for that maybe not like real consciously at first but like i don't want to have to get everything done in the day because i know that i get to go do this right. i literally have been reshaping my mind saying you know what you don't use substances, you get to wake up and you get to go run. You get to go be part of the struggle. You go get, you right. get to go feel uncomfortable. Essentially you're in a state <clears throat> of gratitude all the time. It, it really is. And it's, I get to go to work. I get to serve and help the people in my clinic. I get to make the right. clinic better. I get the reward from that. And I get to podcast. I get to be with my friends all the time. I get, and like all of a sudden, and they're not always great every day. I still wake up on the wrong side of the bed. Sure. Like, uh, uh, quite quite a bit still human but by being by creating the gratitude by by really saying like everything is a reward that doesn't make one thing more of a reward than the other it's just collectively i get to do all sorts of fun shit all the time not fun but things that are are very positive in my life and that takes away that or because i think it's impossible as a human to 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 not say i wonder what brian's thinking about me right now or he looked at me weird. I hope everything's okay. That's going to happen. But what I will tell you is that when you start having gratitude, you start putting things into your life that are rewards well over what, that it's not a reward. Like right. bills aren't a reward. Sure. But the, then we have these external environment things. It is much easier to move through that shit because it's just, it's like it, it is what it is. And you know that it's a fleeting thing. Right. And you address it if you need to address it. And if not, you're never, really because everything I get to do, I just is a reward is, is such a good thing for me right. that the so next it, thing I move to is just a good thing. Right. So it's like in a way that it. you just have a constant dopamine drip that just ah, drip. Yeah. Drip. And you know what? And you're just always <clears throat> a function. And when yeah. you come down, you know, like you're probably a lot easier to, or you're more aware of Dude, what man. am I doing right now? Like I, I've been talking about this a lot lately. If I'm not a huge, like I'm, I'm active on social media. I've always have been, uh, but I wasn't the type of person, especially in the last couple of years, I didn't put a lot of anything on there. I just thought it was stupid. I don't need someone liking yeah. my shit to tell me that I was good or bad. Like, and that's not to say that I'm living some perfect life. I, I struggle <laughs> all these things. Like it, it's this battle. I just yeah. choose not to, because I feel dumb at times, but now that we started this and like, you're trying to you're trying to promote a message, you're trying to serve others through what we're yeah. doing. And, and obviously and for me, like I have other goals that are, Similar to what we're doing with this podcast right now. It's not to say I don't struggle every single night. 
almost every single night I sit there with anxiety thinking is what I'm doing stupid. How do people view this? Are people hating this? But the reality is again, for me, how I have to come back to home, uh, and it doesn't always work, but the more you do these things, the the more efficient you get at them. Right. Um, but I keep telling myself there are people out there that feel worse than you do that are trying to kill themselves that are thinking they're not worthy of something. They're not taking a risk on something they love and they truly want to be a part of, or, they want to make something of it. They're not doing it because they don't think they're worthy or because they think that people are going to think they're stupid. And I'm not okay sitting idly by, specifically knowing that people are trying to commit suicide. Yeah. I'm not going to stop everybody from committing suicide. But if I can change one person's idea from jumping off the ledge of a, of a cliff versus saying, like, I can get through my struggle, we've won the game. Yeah. And, and in terms, selfishly, in, in, in return, <clears throat> for selfish reasons, I feel good. And that's and that was Which, one of the reasons, like, yeah, I was kind of like fiending where I was like, we need to podcast, dude. I'm gonna, I'm not in a bad spot. I'm just, I'm feeling that trend kind of fall down. Yeah. And I need to put something. I need to feel good. I yeah. need to be productive. And, and this, these things there. really help. Um, and I haven't posted anything in a while. And part of the reason is that my phone is a POS, so taking pictures and loading things. I just, it's easier to throw my phone across the room and never touch it again. Sure. But um, hopefully that'll change next week. Hopefully. But it's just a matter of. What do you truly believe in? Um, and, and these things you say, like, oh, you got to strip the external environment. And yeah, you know, like when, you, when we put it that way, it's like, yep, just do it. You know, we, we talk about this all the time, like, just do yeah. it, just do it. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is that you have to make the conscious decision to say, although I'm worried that Nate thinks I'm a fucking piece of shit today, I'm still going to do what I need to do. Yeah. In spite of him, or just because that's that's what I need to do, yeah. I can't let these things hold me back from living my life. Yeah. Um, and the more you do that, the more often you're going to find success with not um, feeling associated with that external, or you know, perceiving yourself through someone yeah. else's eyes, because that's all, all that's made up. And you you hold less of that negative energy with mm-hmm. you. Because you learn to sort of, it's sort of like stressing yourself, whether it's a race or run or whatever it is, you learn to shed that shit a lot quicker and a lot more efficiently than if you're not, <clears throat> it, like, it's like the whole idea of putting yourself in stressful situations or f- putting yourself around your reward system that's right. very positive is that you do shed that stuff because you're like, all right, like, well, isn't it, doesn't that go down to, I mean, there's. There's probably 87 million different variables that we could come up with on paper here, but like one of them is the company you keep, right? So yeah. you you want to, if you're worried about the external environment, make your immediate external <laughs> environment strong yeah, and, exactly. and can you know in comp- being compatible with what you believe yeah. or similar to it, where they support you and they're like, no, post that, I'll share it, yeah, um, things like that. The other part of it is you have to take action. Yes. Action is the answer to everything. We were just talking about the med students and stuff like that, like. You can shadow someone as long as you want, but until you actually live that lifestyle, you do not know how you will handle stress. You don't even know what all the stresses are. I could sit there and tell you probably as a, you know, it's a surgeon, be like, well, you never know when you're going to lose somebody. Oh, the paperwork, like, oh, the hours suck, this and that. That's fine. Oh, it sounds, uh, still sounds interesting. But until you're the one operating on someone's heart, knowing like, hey, I fucked this up. I'm, yeah. This person's a goner. Those things, you, you can't do it. So how do you yeah. get to them? You just take action yep. and the little actions that you take daily, every, every opportunity you get to face to face that fear of what are, what are people going to think for me? Like, you know, it could be like riding my bike down the road. Like, Oh, I don't want yeah. people like who's the fat ass. I don't know. 
those are all things that I think about myself. And now I'm just looking for the external validation to validate me versus if I thought, Oh, who's the, who's the rip dude riding his bike down the road? I might think yeah, that's what everybody's thinking about me. So really it is, it's all about like, how do you break through some of yeah. these evils, I guess. But a lot of it too, to me comes down to comparative thinking. And this is something I've struggled with. I've had to do a really good job of because when I'm posting all these things on Instagram, I'm on Instagram more now. Yeah. Uh, trying to, you know, network like other people's crap, send yeah. people messages. And ultimately, I'm now starting, whether I know it or not, I'm starting to take in everything everybody else is doing. And I'm starting to feel like shit. I don't know what I want to do. I yeah. don't I don't have it. You know, these things lined up. I'm not in a relationship. I don't marry kids, all these things. But the reality is that's comparative thinking. And you, nobody is you and you are nobody else. You know, so like you the more that you can acknowledge that, the more you're in tune with you. And like all of a sudden stripping that external environment is a lot more powerful and easy for you to do. Yeah. Or you're more efficient with it because you are truly just engaged with yourself. Well, you talk about that comparative thinking too. There's yeah. The dogs are just <laughs> like, why they got to do that right, right there, but let them into the studio and then we are <laughs> sleeping. Yeah. Uh, and the other dog comes in and just screws with them. But you know, <clears throat> the other benefit is so the comparative thinking is huge. I mean, I do it on Instagram. Like I, I wanted to get part of both the Reddit. <laughs> I don't know why Reddit, but uh, I wanted to get into sort of the running community for some inspiration slash, you, you never know, like gear that people are sure. using. <clears throat> and people post a lot of their run times and stuff like that. And you get a lot of comparative thinking where you're like, man, 730 splits for that long. Like, damn, right. like I'm never going to be able to, I'm never going to be able to. And then I stop. And I say, well, you're never going to be able to if you don't just get out there and run. Right. <clears throat> so, so you're do. sitting there like, yeah. how do I how do I get into med school? Yeah. Well, and you're like reading a student net doctor network yeah. or whatever it is. Can... And you're like, well, you can't do this. You can't do that. Yeah. And like everybody's had a different yeah. path. Like it doesn't. <clears throat> exactly. So so the other part of this too is um, low points, right? Because it doesn't matter reward system, stripping the external environment or the negative external environment. And but you're still left at those days where you wake up on the wrong side of the bed. Right. And I've had a couple of those the last, uh, last week and they just suck because I got to work and it's like, fuck man. Like I'm just baseline angry. And, but I will tell you when you have, or like the dogs, like they're just like in the morning, they wake me up and they're just like, ah, I I'm pissed, right. I, but I can't tell you why the structure that I have around me and the way I've been formulating this by like not taking as much uh, <clears throat> credence from the external negative external environment or the comparative thought is um, I move through those things much faster. Right. And I'm, and I get to explore why um, I get to explore why I'm feeling that way in a way that I might not be able to, or have not been able to in the past. And, and, it's like <clears throat> when you're upset, a lot of the time you don't want to know why you're upset. You're just pissed. Right. And you're like, I'm pissed. It's just an energy. You're just like, I don't know why I'm pissed. But because I'm operating at such a, a great level right now, not like I'm some champion, that's not the point, but like just overall, like in a good You're mental growing state, your optimization. Yeah. Trying to, trying to optimize that I'm actually able to take those negative moments and validate that, yes, I feel this way. But, all right, why do you actually feel this way? And if you can get down to the root of that, generally what I can do is get to the point where I go, listen, man, 
I know that you're pissed right now. I know that you're frustrated. It's probably because of this. So now we know. Right. So what are you going to do with that? What are you going to do with it? And where in the past, I haven't been able to do that. I haven't been able to like have deductive reasoning to get to the root of why I'm feeling away. You're ultra aware of yourself right now. So yes, it really is being very in tune with exactly how I feel. Hey, have you drank enough water? Did you have your coffee this morning? Did you get the protein? Did, uh, did you kiss Sarah goodbye? Like what, what, what's going on here? Right. And then the sooner I can get to it, the sooner it's like, take that little thing and just pluck them out of there. Right. And, and I'm feeling better. Um, it's, um, I just had a thought and I lost it, but the one thing I was thinking about is how much of that, is, well, here it is. So how much of that is, um, focusing on progress versus focusing on destination <clears throat> or perfection, Right, your ability to say, um, "I I'm today was not my best, but I'm progressing to my best," yes. or you know, tomorrow's <clears throat> another opportunity to reach a little bit higher. Today was another struggle, but how much of that goes into what we talked about? Um, was it two episodes ago when we we read a little bit of Jaco? Yeah, 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 that's exactly. And right. talking about you know, in terms of fitness, ah, I need a rest day. You need to work out today and rest tomorrow yeah. and just try and stretch that limit, that threshold a tiny bit further. And really what we're with that, that whole thing is right there that, um, it is your ability to work through that stress, that struggle yeah. that's going to stretch you, um, to understand that like, okay, maybe I'm just tired. Um, and, and I could rest, but I'm going to be tired again tomorrow. Yeah. And then the next day <clears throat> and the next day. So why don't I push myself today? And see if maybe tomorrow I'd, the situations change. It's it's this mental battle. Of like you're just trying to get your optimization. You're, you're changing the level of homeostasis. Yeah. Essentially, <clears throat> that's exactly. So when it. you you know you're functioning along at the level one, you have zero and, and two to go to, but now you're functioning at the level of two and you have three and one to go to. Everything's just being elevated uh, step by step, yeah. and really all that is all you're doing is I'm focusing on what I can control today, and even if it sucks. <clears throat> That's an opportunity for me to really ex- express my stress yeah. and to take myself to a whole different level. It's like setting a precedent for yourself. And again, everything that you do, <clears throat> like there's a lot of truth to that, the, jo- the Jocko book. And that's the idea of discipline. Like just go do it. Like, I, yeah, exactly. Take tomorrow off because I bet you when you get to tomorrow, you're not going to take tomorrow right. off because you're not going to be tired the way you're tired today. And and when you start setting that precedent or that discipline, like a lot of this extra stuff doesn't matter because you're setting goals for yourself. And when you, when you really want those goals, the other stuff doesn't matter right. because you don't have time for it. And the, um, <clears throat> when it comes to, so setting precedent, like for example, yesterday I had this, the pace race or the pace mileage I had to hit yesterday. And we did the whole yard outside, like sectioned off a huge portion of the yard to lay down sod, like built a garden, all this stuff. And looked the entire day, I was like, man, you motherfucker, if you had just gotten up at seven o'clock, yeah. hit that run, it wouldn't be four o'clock in the afternoon where you're like, probably going to take the day off. Right. Look at, look, look at everything I made today. Right. I can take the day off. And then I think Nate went and took a nap. I think you were playing video games. Sarah was getting ready for work. And I was like, huh. Like, <laughs> here's an all, opportunity. All of a sudden, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you, you're going to, what are you going to do? What are you actually going to do right, right now? Right. And, and then I went because I knew, uh, thinking of Jocko, like, thinking of that, like, you have to. 
don't like you're going to give yourself every fucking reason on planet earth to not go on this run you feel great you're hydrated like yeah you just worked out in the backyard but consider it a stretch workout because right. you were like, bending down and stuff like that go and <clears throat> we i feel like i do this a lot with like working out where i'm like well i don't i need to make sure i get a good night's rest because i don't yeah, want to sacrifice yeah. the workout and like not that that's wrong thinking but am i sacrificing the what I have to the work I have to do right now so that I can get to bed early. Now that's probably a terrible example because I believe in <clears throat> good sleep habits. Uh, well, I, I don't yeah. always execute them, but I do believe that sleep is a cure all for almost Look, everything. Look, I, at some point. I will, but, I will, I will put off a run if I got miserable sleep. Right, like I really will, and I, I because, think it's reasonable because I'll make up that mileage somewhere else. Right, and and for me, I guess, <clears> it, I don't but know it's if a, I come up with a better but example. It's a but like you know. I won't go on a hike in the morning because it's squat or deadlift day. Mm. And for me, it's, it's very of like, well, it's performance based, but it's also, I want to go hiking. Yeah. And I can pretty much with my programming, like I could find a reason not to go hiking every morning based on what's programmed for the workout today. Like, well, I'm going to deplete oh, this. Yeah. I'm going to deplete that. And the reality <laughs> yeah. is like, what are you really using your workout for? Are you using it to, you're getting a little bit stronger like, why don't you work out when you're you are uh, famished a little bit? You're you're lacking some nutrition. Like, see where you can go yeah. because a lot of this meant like you know I pulled a lifetime PR uh, on a deadlift a couple weeks ago. By the way, solid work. Yeah, thank you. And like it felt it, it was awesome. But going up to, I think it was yeah. So I ended up at five forty five, right? And and going up like three fifteen, I pulled it for one. And I remember like dropping and being like, uh oh, right. the one day I've been looking forward to <clears throat> all week. Uh, already feels like shit i'm lightheaded i don't feel like i ate enough and then it was like just see where you can end up and i started getting to the fours and pulled 495 and i was like yeah this feels hmm. good and i thought about you know i'm like all right pull 500 for three a couple you know the week before let's go let's go 515 no don't fuck that let's fucking pull this thing off the ground get your mind right and just it's gonna hurt like you said earlier yeah. it's going to hurt sure Trust your mechanics. Trust that if you really can't do it, you're just not going to make it. Yeah. But also trust the fact that you can do this. Yeah. And like, it was my best pull of the day. You look at it on video, there's, it's, it's like a textbook deadlift. I pulled it straight up. There's decent speed for the weight. And I remember thinking, I am so glad that I didn't just fuck around and be like, oh, today's not my day or maybe I'll yeah. do it later tonight <clears throat> because I know it's kind of the same reason I worked out with it did 18.5 yesterday. I knew that I would be really upset and hard on myself, especially with my heating, eating habits recently and all this crap and just the stress I'm feeling right now. If you don't move today and you start introducing alcohol after, right after, you know, like we're yeah. having a little gym party, you're going to, the first beer you, you're going to drink is going to be like, ah. But what did you do to earn that? And, and like, yeah, gonna, not to go into a reward, but like, well, it's, we talked like, about it. You, don't be so lazy that you've done nothing. At least if you're going to reward yourself, do, do something. something. Yeah. Um, and that was the thing. I like, I know that as soon as I have one beer, I'm likely I'm out, I'm out. I'm not going to be doing my workout later. I'm going to be tired at four o'clock when everybody's gone. I'm going to want to go downtown to watch a Michigan game and I'm not going to get it done. It was like, sure. This is not part of your programming. And I looking at my hands Dude, right now, solid, really yeah. wish I hadn't <laughs> done it. But at the same time, I felt really cool. I felt really cool. I felt really good yeah. um, to just do something different. And then also it was a great reflection of, what am I really worried about? The whole topic we wanted to chase today, and yeah. I don't know if we did a great job staying with it. I think we kind of did, but it was, what are what are your emotions before this workout? Because after work, I was like, 
there's not anything more I could have done. My hands are torn up. Like, yeah. I felt good. I mean, I don't train for this stuff, and I you, still moved well. And you left it out there. Right, and, like, that was it. Don't sacrifice your movement just because there's other people around. Three years ago, I would have I would have been flailing around on a bar because I wanted to impress people, and, and yesterday it was, move. even if you want to impress somebody, move properly. Because when I look at other people... I don't, I don't look at their first movement when they're fresh, like, oh, first squat of the day. I hope it's one of your best squats. What I really want to see is your 10th squat at, you know, a 90%. We're just going ones. What's your 10th one look like when you're under fatigue? How do you move? How's your posture and position? Are you challenged? Are you staying in your mechanics? How's your breathing? I watch all these people. All these things come into mind, and I thought to myself, how would you want to look at yourself? Would you want to look at yourself at minutes, you know, six and a half minutes into the seven minute workout and say like, Ooh, yeah. his training must not be doing him well because he looks like shit moving around. Or do you want to be working really well? And then your score, everything else will follow that. And that's how I believe everything goes. So you can apply it to anything in life. It's <clears> the <throat> yeah. same thing with making your bed in the morning. You want to come home at night and feel accomplished. You don't have to do anything the rest of the day, but if you come home and realize that your bed's made, Oh yeah, I did do that today. And then all of a sudden the, the waterfall goes in. Oh, yeah, I did make a good breakfast. Oh, yeah, I did go to work today. Oh, yeah, I did figure that problem out. And you just keep building these things. And the, we talked about this a little bit before we came on here. It's that ability to, I think, part of stripping that external environment or how you think others are perceiving you. Um, I think the more that you can fill your day with the things you want, but yes. the things that also you're willing to stress yourself with, those things will help you remove. It's kind of nutrition. Yeah, I don't tell people to remove things. I, I stop, like I used to. Now, when people ask me about, it, I'm like, stop removing. Start adding. If you want, if your goal is to eat more vegetables, don't take out more meat. Don't take out more fat. Just add more meat. vegetables. Eat those first, maybe, because now we're gonna just eh, all of a sudden you're gonna start feeling better. Whatever it is, it doesn't even have to be vegetables. But these things will change something else. Like one variable in, one variable is gonna yeah. come out. There's only so full we can be. Um, and and to me, that's really how do we attack that whole mindset of what is Nate thinking about me right now? Because chances are Nate's thinking about me. What I want him to be thinking about me without him, me saying, communicate to me the exactly. only truth that you've ever had about what you feel right now. And even then I, I'm the type of person that walks away and like, he's probably fucking lying to me, especially if it's positive. We're like, <clears throat> it's like, you did a great job. I'm like, thanks dude. And I walk away. I'm like, he's fucking lying. full <laughs> shit right now. But it, to me, it's more of like, Add in the things, the things you fear, add more of that in. And I'm having like these epiphanies go off in my head where I'm like, I'm scared to let go of something right now for career and school wise. Yeah. And I'm excited to go somewhere else. This road that we're literally executing right now. Yeah. I want to go down that road, but there's that fear. And they say that the fear, the fire, you, you need to go towards that. Yes. Um, and I think that is a big <clears throat> component of manipulating for lack of better terms your perception through someone else what you think someone else's perception yeah. of you is it really honestly when it comes down to to getting to the point where you're uncomfortable because then that can teach you how to be comfortable in right. really uncomfortable situations is <clears throat> when you start going towards the fire when that's recreating your reward system the external environment the negative external environment just won't matter right and that's, I mean, that's, that's the point. Well, and understanding yeah. that the struggle is, is a blessing. It, it, yeah. I hate the word blessing, but it's <clears> a, <throat> it's a really fortunate opportunity for you to go like, you know, it's it, going into relationships. What's one of the biggest fears of, of ending a relationship? 
most people, well, I don't even want, without putting a statistic bl- a statistical blanket over it, I feel like a lot of people won't end a relationship until they know they have something else lined up. Yeah. Because they're, they're fearful. There's that fearful of being alone. Yeah. Others uh, look at it as an opportunity of, I, I don't need somebody. This isn't working right now. I don't feel good by my, like, with myself yeah. right now. And being alone is my opportunity to really figure out what it is. I'm in that situation with school career. Yeah. And it's like I told you right before is I'm very uncomfortable because usually I'm very calculated as much as I'm loose cannon. I'm I'm very calculated and I don't want to do this. I'm not going to give this opportunity up until the next thing. But this is really rare what I'm doing for me. I'm just kind of floating around. I'm in limbo. And the last few times I've been in limbo in my life, it's been like, oh, boy. Yeah. Hills. Uh, excessive use of you know marijuana, alcohol in in a way that's unhealthy. Yeah, unhealthy. Um, just the thoughts they go away, and now it's like I'm starting to acknowledge more of like, go have fun. You you need to go relieve some of the stress, but yeah. also this limbo. There's something to it. There's something to be learned. And it was weird because potential opportunity came up yesterday, and I remember sitting there thinking while I'm talking to this guy about the potential opportunity, thinking to myself, holy shit. Because you were willing to make a hard decision, but also a decision that you knew afterwards, you're going to be like, uh-oh, I'm in uncharted territory. I don't like this. I feel unproductive. Yeah. Uh, all these things. But because you're there with that emotion, that feeling, other things are coming up. You're in a different position now. You're you're asking more questions to more people. Yeah. You're putting that thought out there. You know, like, I might tell you something, not because I think that you're going to be the one that, like, you know, Nate, I'm looking for a research job. You may not yeah. have the research job on top of your head, but someone else you talk to, you can go to clinic, you go to work, and someone's like, oh, yeah, they're doing some research up at this building, and they're doing it on this, and you're like, oh, Brian just, I, Brian was just talking about this. I want, I should ask some question or get the context so Brian can contact him. That's how all these things kind of play out, and that is why that external environment of how does somebody else view me you, you can't live with you you have to find a way to progress through that because and i think it's a i think it's a never-ending situation i think it's yeah. something you're always gonna have to be uh conscious of uh, if you want to move through it yeah because you're gonna feel it you're just going to like mm-hmm. anytime you take a risk to put yourself out there one of the main questions is going to be how is this going to be perceived by everybody else yeah because we don't want to do anything that uh tom billu i forget how he quoted it but he's like don't do most people want to find something and I think I'm in part of this this I'm in this culture right now. Most people want to find something that they think is that they know is going to work. But you need to find something that's important and take the risks that it's going to work because you're gonna find a way. Yeah. You know, like it's me with like wanting to go and potentially counseling <clears throat> or therapy. Yeah. What am I worried about? If I like I, I love what we're doing right now. I love talking to people about this. There's nothing more important to me than serving other people and making sure that they don't feel alone in all these things. Why would I think I'm going to fail versus if I knew it was going to work, would it be rewarding? Hmm. You're like, oh, I'm just going to show up. I'll do it. And yada, yada, here we go. That's whole part of risk yeah. is that you're going to have to work to make it achievable. And usually it's those, those things that, you know, like I didn't think I could play college hockey. And then the opportunity came and was like, take the opportunity to try out. Yeah. And all of a sudden here I was <clears throat> dedicating all of my undergrad college years to trying to be the best hockey player I yeah. could. And ultimately, I got hurt, but it that was the most rewarding thing I ever felt. I saw progress every single day. Yeah. I found out more about myself, my teammates winning, losing, um, injury, battling through these things. It's it's 
it's weird how taking that action, falling into that risk, but finding ways to add the stuff that speaks to you more importantly, um, to your core, to your heart, instead of your mind. Um, because I think your mind is a lot of, is the association between what are people thinking yeah. about me versus your heart it, is, I don't give a it's, fuck. It's certainly less visceral than your heart. Right. Like the feelings are less visceral. Right. You so. have to find those feelings and, and, and be there with them. Yeah. But. Well, hey, we're about to, a little over an hour, hour and 10 minutes. So Good, dude. I think, awesome. I think we hit it. Yeah. Hit the nail on the head with that one. So, it's well, a, a, oh, sorry to interrupt. No, you. no, no. Uh, go, go I ahead. don't. I don't know. Um, I know that I'll be traveling back home opening day. The best time of the year. Uh, yes. hey, my favorite two weekends of the year are back to back. So I'm flying home two weekends in a row. I uh, can't wait to see family and stuff. But um, so I don't know when we're gonna be back. But there are some awesome things I think coming down the pike here for us. Yeah. Uh, we're hoping. Fingers crossed. Um, hopefully, I can be a professional for a change and and make something work. But. Um, I know that I, I would, we're hoping we, I don't know. I don't know if I communicated this to you, but really hoping that we can maybe get a YouTube channel going Yeah, find some more content that way. If we're <clears throat> not able to podcast, at least we can put you know, maybe five minute blurbs out and well, that's what, um, find some things that's out with that thing. Right. Find that's some fun. hikes and, and yeah. just talk about our thoughts and, and put it out there. So be on the lookout for that. Find us at uh, life. Well done on done on Instagram, follow the Facebook page, which we will do a better job of, of putting more content yeah. in there. Hopefully, <clears throat> um, but uh, life well done. Uh, done. Why, why can't I say my own last name right That's now? Right. Life well done. Done. Dot Potomatic. Dot com. Um, or on iTunes. Yeah. Rate. Subscribe. And, and you, y'all can come find me. I'm yeah. Nate Welline on my Instagram. Follow my running. Throw yeah, me some motivation sure. or troll me or do something. Make fun of them. Um, <clears throat> I mentioned that protein, by the way. Yeah. I just yeah, want yeah. to throw that out there. It's the Restart Protein by FNX. And they're actually running a little special right now. 30% off. So I think that's. I know people try proteins all the time and at least this is off. Like there's some, some cash off on this so you can give it a shot, but you're not going to die from having one bad protein shake. So, but uh, it it does have the nootropics, which are like ultra help. They help with focusing and just fire kind of on all cylinders, like alpha brain from on it. Is there a is there a link in your bio on Instagram? <clears throat> yes, there is. Cool. So if we go to what, Nate, is it Nwelline or Nate Welline? I think you just find me at Nate Welline. Cool. Only... So search him on Instagram, find that link, and use that link. Um, yeah. Bear, Bear is uh, dreaming, or maybe nightmare. I'm not sure. I don't know what that is. <clears throat> yeah, you can find me. It's 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 Nwelline or Nate, and it's N W E L L E I N, and you can find. There's actually a promo code there for 15% off, but just go to the website because it's 30% off. Nice. Uh, I'm not making any money off that, so that's not really a promotion in a way it's just I, I love it because i'm up and like if you want you that extra good. if you want that extra hit that's maybe not the right word to say it, but that, <laughs> that extra bump the bump <laughs> <laughs> in the morning it, it really is it's pretty awesome stuff so <clears throat> anyway uh thanks man yeah I, for I really sure. appreciate it so we'll see you we'll, we'll i'll be back in a few weeks sounds good sweet right, see you